Hey guys, welcome to Kim's Kitchen Table Talk and I hope that y'all are having a wonderful weekend. Um, I am, you know, spending quality time with my children, you know, working on things that I needed to work on for myself, you know, dealing with this world as it changes, but I'm also dealing with like, I'm going to be really truthful and honest a habitual liar. I have never, you know, seen somebody lie and live it this long. Like never in my life. I have never seen somebody lie. People have the proof and you still live it like it's the truth. I think that is like some type of um, imbalance or something. But I said I was reading this book, guys, The Truth About Lies, right? So I'm going to give you a chapter on it because it, it, it just resonated to me today because I'm dealing with this habitual liar. And it's like um, they don't know who they are. Um, they switch from like, I don't even know how to describe it. But I really do. But I'm not going to go into it right now. But my whole thing is, it's shameful. It's wicked. And not only is it wicked, it's like, when you know what you've done, how could you face yourself? Like, people, we really have to pay attention to who we have children by. We really have to pay attention to who we're dating and we really have to pay attention to who we marry because, um, when you're a habitual liar, it's like a second life, I think, right? Because you have to believe it and you have to keep on convincing others, which is horrible. I couldn't live my life that way, guys. That's like living in fear, Almost like, I I don't understand. Anyway, so this is called consensus control and the illusion of truth. Um, This is part three. And there's a world of difference between truth and facts. Facts can obscure the truth. That is Maya Angelou. God bless and rest her soul. What are we pretended to be? So we must be careful who we pretend to be. And that's that's the truth about lies, guys, because they are pretending. And that makes them like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing, which is really, really scary. And the spazzing is like it goes on to them fighting with yourself and others. Well, a guy once said, there's nothing good or bad. Thinking makes it so. He was being a physiological, but it suggests more literal question. What weight does opinion have on reality? Facts are facts, people. The truth is more powerful and ultimately more nebulous in concept. We've covered how to tell a lie and how to make someone believe it which is so easy to do in this wicked world today. How could you believe it when you have proof all these years that it was being done? You know, I'm not getting myself upset. I'm just, I'm just looking at the reef. And now 
We've covered how to tell a lie and how to make someone believe it. And now for my final trick, he says, let's examine how to make a lie true. What the frick? You know, I took, I'm taken back by this pyramid, this book. This, this book is like, it's making me want to throw it up against the wall because it's telling me the truth about people who lie and how they think, but. Listen to this, guys. Before you object, consider the strange story of snake oil. If you genuinely believe that you've taken a drug and the anticipation of the release associated with the placebo effect can result in the same chemical effect. Woo, guys. Your brain and your body that you would have experienced had you taken an actual drug. Woo. That means on material, chemical level, a lie can function through its truth. Whoa, guys. Whoa. That's why men are able to cheat. That's why men have um, side chicks. That's why women are single still and not married. Um, that's why married couples and married men break up. And that's not the only reason why, but it's, it's still, it's, it's taken as a, the meat that means a material chemical level, a lie can function as though it's true simply because you believe it is biologically transforming the falsehood into fact for you because it's not forming it into fact for me and others who already have facts and who already have dealt with your lying and anticipation is only one of many mechanics by which belief in falsehood can translate into true impact consensus is another way or consensus is another what happens when a lie is believed on a large scale. Wow, guys. And this this habitual liar, it is a very large scale. You know, you mm, I, I can't even tell you how large it is, guys. Not just not just by an individual, but by a whole family. Jesus Christ and Lord of Day Saints, God give me strength. A whole society of people? If a world, uh, if a whole city believes um, Martians have landed and ended and and the end is seriously, <laughs> I can't curse, freaking nigh, the chaos will be very real, Right? What sort of begs the question? If a lie functions as though it's true, is there really any functional difference? Yeah, it is, guys, because you're lying and you know that you're lying and God knows that you're lying. And maybe your family does, too. But instead, they want to believe it because you're uh, with them now. I don't get it. They they can't they 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 don't see it. It took me a good um how many years? Woo Lord Jesus, give me strength. If a whole civilization believes 
concerns our objects have power or value, have power or value, and everyone behaves accordingly. Then for all intents and purposes, and everyone behaves accordingly for all intents and purposes. I said that on purpose. They do process that value of power when they get away with telling those lies. Because I'm dealing with a habitual liar, guys, right? And it's like, the person thinks that they have power because their lies haven't been revealed yet. But knowing how long you have been lying and then you have someone else that you have been lying to. And, and then, guys, they lie about you. Defamate your character. So you got to be really careful about those habitual lies. Boy, Lord, I, I'm telling you, I have some experience with them. And it's a hot ghetto mental on the brinks, abusive mess. So the value of power, it may be a lie, but the quality, the counterfeit object still works precisely the same way the real object would. Because... You don't know them or they haven't been around you, so you don't see it yet. Only thing you see is what's in front of you until the mask falls off or until you get that spaz and you get that lie. Well, maybe when they steal something from you and you can't find it, you'll figure it out. For exactly as long as it is believed to be authentic, and if a thing only needs to be believed and to be effective... Was there ever anything to value or authority other than believe in the first place? You didn't value yourself. You don't value authority and you just believe it in the first place. And everybody believes it behind you because you're poking your chest out, walking around, got some keys, got a job. You got somewhere to stay and, and you think you're starting your life over and forgetting about the lies and deceit and Stuff that you cause to a whole lot of people. You gotta, you gotta deal with that through God. God, you got, you definitely gotta deal with that. But, but does belief something making it so? Make it, make it so? No, guys, it doesn't make it so. You have to have proof. You have to have proof. Believing things does not make it so, especially if you're dealing with a habitual liar. Can you make a fraud real by believing it? I was going to curse sugar, honey, iced tea. Yeah, you could if you believe it. Because until they determine or undetermine, you accept reality through doubt. Is there any but belief that can create or destroy our experience of reality? And what happens if we stop believing certain lies? Um, you leave that person alone. You don't be around it no more. Um, they know it and they turn against you. Oh, I lied to her too much. She caught me out there too much. Um, she's not going to ever believe me anymore. Trust is gone. So let me get my next victim. Shoot, Jesus Christ and Lord of day saints. God, give me strength. Um, thank you, Jesus, for giving me a clear light. So, is there anything but belief that can create or destroy our experience of reality? It is. And what happens if we stop believing certain lies? We already know what happens. Why we lie and how we believe are so inextricable, intertwined, that there can be no faith 
without there can be no truth without lies. There can be no civilization without con men or women. Whether there the lies will tell each other, whether they tell the lies to each other or sublet and more complicated lies, we tell ourselves deceit and belief are two halves of one whole. So that's what a liar is built on. Deceit. One half is deceit and the other half is believing their deceit and their lies. Wow, guys, that's deep. One cannot exist without the other. You got to have the deceit and you got to have the belief that you aren't lying or you are lying. Like, I'm not going to even give you an example, guys, because if I give you an example, I'll be giving too much information. TMI, TMI. And society cannot function without both. We constantly engage in this back and forth because it's built in future of or of the organic life, the more complex the organism, the more complex the lie. That's why people go to court. That's why people go where they don't need to be because you're lying for no reason. No reason. You fix it. You tell the truth. You come clean. How are you going to fight against yourself? Because if you know that you lie, you are fighting against yourself. We already know you have a mental problem, but you already fighting against yourself because you're fighting against your own lies. And I, I'm telling you guys, it pisses me off when a habitual liar tells you, I didn't do that to you and look you straight in your face. But you know, if you knew them for more than five, 10, 15, 20 years, it's really easy to just like, you got your life going on. You don't have time for habitual life. You really don't. Because eventually they're going to get theirs anyway. The rule of law, the value of diamonds, the existence of the economy. We all agree to believe certain things. Those things, true or false, for all intents and purposes become real. Paper money is just paper. But as long as we all agree and believe it, as long as we honor its real currency, it is valuable. <laughs> wow. <sighs> we look, we all lied at one time in our lives. And we all agree to the name certain lies truth. When we all believe a thing together, that Thing takes on weight and reality. Woo! Jesus. So therefore, the habitual liar runs off to his colony and he tells these habitual liars. And it weighs down on people because there's three parts to every story. There's your part, there's my part, and then there's the truth, right? And my whole thing with that is, is that it weighs down on the liar and the liar tends to become a gunner and a runner and a real habitual liar and thinking that they're getting away with it. Perhaps in the end, truth is the oldest trick in the book. So guys, tell the truth. It shall set you free. 
Guys, I'm coming to you tonight with Habitual Liars from Kim's Kitchen Table Talk. I hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend and a blessed day. I hope y'all stay safe and prayed up. Have a good night. <laughs> it's crazy.